Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome back to episode 160 of Two Trump Brothers in a Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Media Network. They made a little switch to media, but you are now looking at the uh, bracket mat, the champions. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, the Belly Up uh, Network that we're a part of, they put on a like March Madness bracket with all the podcasts, and your boys won the, won the inaugural one, so we are the champions. By 1%. The championship game, fifty-one to forty-nine percent, came down to the wire. So for those, those last know, three matchups really came down to the wire. The yeah, I mean they were all very close uh, at the end. I mean that's that's what it is. But champs. Uh, so I guess one thing happy, other side Kansas winning not so happy. No, can, yeah. I'll, I'll scratch that. Kansas winning by three. Not so. Yeah, happy. if Kansas if Kansas is gonna win, cover the damn spread. I mean, that's all I got. Like us being Mizzou alums, uh, weren't super pumped that we bet on Kansas. It was a business decision, um, and thankfully, we hedged it with the money line, which helped out. We also took a few player props that helped out, but both player yeah. props hit. Uh, I mean, we made money on the night, but we could have really reeled in. Uh, had had the dipshit not stepped out of bounds on that inbound play. Yeah, I also texted you like ten minutes before tip, but I also took first half under and total under. Um, by the way, guys, I got the total under from Chalkboard. So if you're not on Chalkboard, go to down uh, download it. Uh, Tilted Betting Club. We post in there a lot. We just, they just reached four thousand members. They did a giveaway for the um, for the national championship game, so it's fun. Uh, I got that play from there as a winner. I know Travis has gotten a few plays from there as well. So definitely check that one out. But uh, outside of that, National Championship game was crazy. I mean, I thought Kansas was dead in the water at halftime, and then they complete the biggest comeback ever. And they did, hey, they did the same thing that they did in the Miami game where they just come out and I knew if they looked like that team at any point in the game, then they would take over and win, which oddly enough, it just so happened to be I watched the first half of the Kansas Miami game and then turn it off for the second half came storm back. I watched the first half of the national championship and I was just infuriated by how the end of the first half went. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break from the second half, see how it works. If it's worth watching with 10 minutes left, then I'll turn it on. And yeah. that's exactly what I did. And then once I saw him come storm back, I was like, I'm gonna give it a little bit longer just cause. Yeah. And then I turned it on and they immediately like, quickly ran through a seven-point lead that they had. And I'm like, maybe I should just turn it off. Yeah, no, uh, I will say it was a fun game. I enjoyed watching it as much as I didn't enjoy Kansas winning. It was a fun game, a great way to cap off what I thought was a great tournament, one of my most favorite tournaments in recent memory. Um, Last year's tournament, I don't really remember a whole lot of memorable moments from one. This year, I think we got a lot. We got got I don't don't really remember much of the tournament two years ago. Oh, it's COVID, <laughs> but which was cool because uh, Bill Self went over to one of the Kansas players, can't remember his name, and like who played on that because like they were going to win the championship that, that that year. They were destined to win it that year uh, when COVID shut down the whole world, and he gave him like a championship hat and shirt because he was there watching. I can't remember who it was. Oh, was that's cool. Yeah. So as shitty as Bill Self is. They get away with I mean, all these violations. Yeah, they get away with a lot of violations. Me and Jarrett were talking about it uh, when on Saturday, but it was just like, or maybe yeah, it was Sunday, but it was just like, uh, while we're supposed to hate Kansas, it's been so long uh, since Mizzou and Kansas have been rivals. It's just like, I, would I ever root for them? No, but if it's going to make me money, I will, and I won't care about it. 
Now, with that being said, we talked about it and said if it was football, absolutely. We're cheering against Kansas football 100 times out of 100. Right. Uh, it, it would be different if they were going up against uh, UCLA, who we had going far and I could have bet on, or a team that was like I would have liked to bet on. I don't, I'm not a big UNC fan, so it didn't bother me at all. Everyone was like pumping up UNC. Let's not forget they were just in the National Championship game. What was it, 2016 when they lost to Villanova on that last second shot? So it's it's not like a, they were playing a Cinderella. It's not like Kansas playing a Cinderella who's never in the you, championship game. UNC could be a 15 seed and they still wouldn't be a Cinderella to me because it's still UNC. They get elite level talent that these other schools don't get. Uh, and they've won, what, seven national championships? That they were yeah. going for their eighth there. Uh, I just it's UNC. I'm not ever going to be a fan of them. Now, I was happy yeah. they were there. If Kansas would have played Gonzaga, Arkansas, you know that's that's a different story. I probably would have been on the other side. Probably so. I think for me, it was just like we. I knew that UNC wasn't a team that really like belonged there. Yes, they won the games to get there. Cool. They beat the teams they had to beat. They were not the second best team in the tournament, in my opinion. Well, let's let's also say Kansas had a pretty easy path. Um, they played Texas Southern. They did, but they're they played... a one seed, and they were a good team all year long. Yeah, but I mean, they got like they played Providence, um, who everyone talks shit on. They played a Villanova team missing their second leading scorer in the in the Elite Eight or the Final Four. They played freaking Miami in the Elite Eight. They played. Who they play in Sweet 16? Who's missing a, a, a key player on their team? Um, I think it was Providence. Providence was banged yeah, up too. So, yeah, I mean, they just they got they got the luck of the draw. But again, fun tournament, college basketball in the year. We tweeted out. Uh, I think it was last night. We ended up uh, a little under 26 units on the entire season. So in the green by a lot. It's it's probably next to baseball. I think college basketball. We love betting on NFL. We love betting on college football. It's fun. So it comes around once a week, but really next to baseball last year, this year was our best like betting season, I think for a, a sport since we started doing this damn thing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then we got, we got baseball season rolling right around the corner, uh, which if you followed us at all last year, our K props were huge. Don't expect those to just, fire off immediately when we, when baseball season starts up. It's going to take a little bit because we need some data to go off of. We need to I will be more interested in strikeouts. The, yeah, I'll be more interested in the nerfies uh, when, when the season starts than the K-props. Those are so scary. They I, are. The, <laughs> they're so scary because I feel like that's literally a coin. You might as well just fucking go to the casino and find a coin tossing booth and just start betting on that shit because that's what it's like. Well, Basically roulette, essentially. But anyway, what, what we've harped on too long about that, it is Masters Week. Not only is it Masters Week, guys, we also have a UFC card. So this entire episode, we're going to talk about Masters uh, 2022 and UFC 273. It takes place this weekend. I believe that one's in Vegas, right? Or is that one overseas? Uh, that's a great question. It, it is. is. No, nope, it's, ja- it's in Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. Yes. So let's, we talk about UFC all the time. Let's kick it off with Masters. And Travis, I'm going to let you take this conversation and I will chime in when needed. But this is, this is Travis's arena of expertise. All right. Masters time, baby. Uh, there's just so much, so much to go around the Masters, whether you bet it or not. It's fun to watch. Obviously, betting on it is a lot more fun. Um, typically in golf, we aren't ones to take. Winners, though. So you, we, we aren't really going to give you out any winners. I think those are picks, honestly, in my eyes for chumps. If you want to pick a winner, pick a winner uh, Friday or Sunday morning whenever you know who's actually in the race. I've picked a winner so many times it ends up being like uh, they like barely make the cut and they're way off and never make it. So we're not going to do that. But Masters is awesome. So much talk. I mean, we won't cover on it a whole lot, but the whole – the Tiger – uh, talk with, with Tiger Woods being in contention to come back. He's been practicing this week. I think he is going to play as of right now. They asked him if he thought he could win the tournament earlier this week, I'm pretty sure, and he said that he thought he could. I I am not going to bet on him. I'm going to leave him out of everything. I think there's way, way too much question of his status up in the air. He could play the first round and be like, uh, 
something doesn't feel right, I'm done. It's, fu- it's, it's funny you mention that because Dave Portnoy, like obviously the, he like it runs the Barstool Sportsbook. He, I think he was like texting, like whether it's an odds maker or somebody that he has, he's like, I need a bet on the Barstool Sportsbook on whether or not Tiger's not, not going to complete the tournament. Like basically that he's going to quit at some point in time, not misses the cut, not, you know, does whatever. The fact that he wants a bet on the Barstool Sportsbook that he's going to quit, whether from injury, whether because he doesn't want to be anymore, but he's basically going to drop out like yes or no. And that yes would be the favorite. Yes would be the favorite. Ooh, that'd be tough to take that as a favorite. I think that is a good possibility that it happens. Uh, not great, but good. Um, I think if he plays and he feels fine and nothing ever bothers him, then he, that he will make the cut. Not to say that he's going to make a run for on a Sunday, but I think he w- should make the cut if he plays and feels fine. If anything's lingering at all, I think he either misses the cut or withdraws. I mean, just a little bit of like tweaking uh, whatever his his leg, I think he, he'll probably withdraw from the tournament. And that's why I'm going to stay away from it because I would be utterly furious if that happened, if I took a matchup on him and that happened. So not, not doing anything there. However, a lot of, we are mostly going to go day by day props or day by day matchups. And those aren't out yet. Uh, they come out, you know, the night before, whenever the, the pairings are set. So right now I have some tournament matchups, got a few make to make, miss the cut top twenties. And then we got a DraftKings special. All of these odds are brought to you by DraftKings because that's where, you know, who has them, who has them the quickest in my eyes and where I go to look. Of course, we got to start things off with the no hole in one because that's just, we got to bet that. Absolutely. Yeah. Plus 130, uh, no hole in one. I believe they're, we do, we do this every year for all the majors because it's, it's a good, a good plus odds bet. Um, there is the one, I can't think of it off the top of my head because I have so much rolling through my head. There is the one bet or the one hole on the back nine. I believe it's one of the later holes that is like a solid for a hole in one, a short par three. Um, So, but we always bet it because it's fun and the odds of that happening are less likely than not. So, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's tough to get a hole in one in golf, let let alone with the masters. I feel like it happens more. So every, all the, all of the highlights you see people getting hole in ones at the Masters are like on the practice round on on, on Wednesday, or or, or wait, is it is that they they have the par three competition or something like they that? Have the par three on Wednesday, they have practice rounds Monday and Monday and Tuesday. But yeah, I mean the the par three shit on Wednesday, obviously hole in one city, everyone's fucking hitting par threes. Um, yeah. <laughs> before I continue, how how chapped are your lips? Are your lips chapped? From golfing on Sunday, yeah, terrible. <laughs> they look so red. It's so funny. <laughs> terrible, dude. I, well, we went golfing so two week. We went golfing two weekends ago in like twenty five mile an hour winds, and they got <laughs> fucking chapped as shit. Then, and then yesterday, I'm like sitting there at dinner, and like my lip, like I bit it, like because like it was bothering me, and it started bleeding. So yeah, they're a little chapped right now. I was like, I was looking, I'm like, those look a little bit chapped or either that or your screen. So that's funny. I had to mention that. Anyway, let's roll into some of the picks that I found on DraftKings. Actually, let's cover a little bit before that. Got some guys who are playing really hot right now coming into the tournament. So if you want to make your own picks, go for it. These are the guys that are playing good golf. Got Scotty Scheffler. Uh, He might be, I mean, he's the number one golfer in the world right now. If you didn't know, he is playing, I mean, the hottest golf, obviously. 13 events. He's only missed one cut. He has three wins and seven top tens this season. Uh, Next up is Cam Smith, one of my favorites for this tournament. If I were to bet somebody, I would bet Cam Smith. Uh, Seven events. He's missed one cut as well. Two wins, uh, four top tens, five top 20s, and six top 40s. So, the one tournament that he missed the cut this year, uh, outside of that, he's finished in the top 40. So Cam, Cameron, top Smith, 40 great. Cameron Smith to win outright is plus 1,400. Uh, Scheffler, I believe, is a favorite to win, right? He probably is, if not. Scheffler is. Oh, he's plus 1,200. So that's still good odds for Scotty Scheffler to win the I whole think thing. John Ron might be like plus 900. <clears throat> 
Um, my, another guy who's playing hot golf or semi-hot golf is Max Homa. Um, up until the match play tournament a couple weekends ago, he had four straight top 20s. He told uh, the guys that pardon my take that he was going to make the cut. And when he makes the cut, he finishes in the top 20 63% of the time this season. So there you go. Uh, another one of my Max, guys I like. Max, Max Homa. Sorry, Travis. I just want to interject here to give some odds. Max Homa plus 230 top 20. So that's not a bad bet yes. at all, I don't think. Not bad. Not bad. Um, another guy, Sam Burns. He is ninth in strokes gained on approach. So top 10 right there. That is huge for this course. He doesn't have one weakness uh, in his game where he is negative in strokes gained in all of the major stats. Uh, so that's like off the tee approach, uh, around the greens putting. He is all positive in strokes game. So against the field, which is great. He's missed three cuts out of 13 events this year, nine top 27 top 10s. Um, and there's only one event where he made the cut this year and didn't place top 20, which was the players, which is a very, very tough tournament. Who's that? We have Matthew. That was Sam Burns. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sam Burns is plus 150 for a top 20 finish. So actually higher than Max Homa, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, he's playing really good golf. Uh, my last guy who's playing hot, I had five on each. Who's playing hot, who's not, is Matthew Fitzpatrick. He is number one in total strokes game in the PGA Tour all around. He's missed one cut and has six top 20s. So he is he is up there with, with the guys that do well this weekend. You got something to throw at me for that? Right. I do not. I'm, no. I'm just looking at Max Homa and Sam. These to make the cut bets are not even worth your time uh, because oh, no. they're all there, There's only I only have a, a couple of those each, and they're not either of those guys. So, uh, okay, who's not hot? I got Harry Higgs. This dude is horrible. I love betting against him. I will if you. I can find a matchup against him on day one or two. I will be doing it because he is not making the cut. He has one major category where he is positive in strokes gained, which is putting the rest. He is negative uh, against the field. He's missed seven cuts out of 15 events. And this is his first master's appearance ever. So it's not going to go well for him. Next Jordan Spieth. This is a guy who is one of the worst putters on tour right now. He is like in the 140th ranked PGA uh, and the PGA in putting. He's he's not playing good golf heading into the tournament. Uh, and I know that he is good at this event, but not playing good golf at this event. Don't like it. Another guy, Stuart Sink, old man. Uh, he's had 19 Masters appearances. Missed four of the last eight uh, cuts at the Masters, and uh, I mean he's just he's just old. He's old and he's not going to do good. So if I can find a good matchup against him, I will. Okay, there we go. So Stuart Sink, Stuart Sink, uh, who's, who's the other two guys you said? Higgs. Said, yeah. And then I got two more. Cam Champ. He's bad uh, in strokes gained against the rest of the field. Zero top forties this year, and then. Uh, a guy I love betting against this year, Matthew Wolf. Since he messed with his swing in November, he hasn't placed in the top 60 one time. He's missed three cuts, and the three cuts he did make, he finished sixth year below. All right, Travis, you got a favorite right here. You got the uh, bookie market has first round matchups out there. Uh, Harry Higgs versus Stuart Sink. <laughs> that can go fuck itself because I'm not betting that. Uh, Zach, do you th- so do you think Zach? So I'm looking at Stewart Sink. Uh, you think Zach Johnson can beat Stewart Sink in a, in, in a matchup tournament? Uh, absolutely. So Zach Johnson's plus money, plus one ten. Zach Johnson over Stewart Sink. Yes, I. Uh, I believe. Do I have that? 
Nope, I do not. I had a different one on on DraftKings. They had KH Lee over Stewart Sink, which was plus 115. I like just about anyone over Stewart Sink, except for guys that I don't like, like Harry Higgs. Here's one I like right here, tournament matchup. You may have this one, but I'm just trying to provide some value here. Um, (laughs) Patrick Cantlay, tournament over Jordan Spieth. That one I would do. That one I would do. Minus 115 for Cantlay over Spieth. Yep. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, and now to add to that, if you want, if you're starting to look and want to find some value, I'm going to tell you who does well at Augusta. This is next on my list. Cam okay. Smith, guy I like playing hot golf. He does well at Augusta. He's missed zero cuts. He's played in four masters. He has a 51st place finish. Not great. Outside of that 10th, second, fifth. Very good. Yeah. So Cam Smith has some tough, Round matchups. Uh, yeah, round I would probably right not bet him round matchups to begin with. Yeah, because right now I'm seeing he has him against John uh, John Rom, who's the favorite to win. Uh, JT, who's playing good right now. Um, you know, I think I think JT's like probably uh, to me like honestly like he's like one of the most consistent golfers I think out there. Like he's like always there. Uh, he wins a few here and there, but he's like never. But he's always there. You know what I'm saying? Like he's always yeah, like, I, I don't like betting against Justin Thomas at all. Um, so I probably wouldn't he's take also, that. He's also going against Scotty Scheffler. So not great. Yeah, match so I wouldn't take that's why he's like one of the odds on uh, favorites. There's like a few top big, big name, big gunners, and he's up there with them. So unless we can find a favorable matchup later on in the weekend, I won't. I won't touch it. Uh, outside of that, this is one that's huge, and there's a huge value bet on this. It might be my favorite bet of the tournament. Who does well at Augusta? Justin Rose. He has 16 Masters appearances. He's missed one cut, which was in 2019. Get this. The one cut he missed, the cut line was three over. He was four over, so he missed it by one stroke. Uh, of those 16 appearances, he has 10 top 20s and 15 Top 40s. Damn. So my so, favorite so bet Ju- of the weekend, Justin Rose, top 20, plus 230. Okay. I was going to say, I was getting ready to look, look up Justin Rose, top 20, but plus 230, there it is. That's I, my favorite getting, bet I of the like weekend. That's the name you hear a lot right now in terms of like matchups for Justin Rose. They got one out there on the weekend. It is Rose over Sergio Garcia. Rose is the minus 120 betting favorite. Yep. I like that a lot because Sergio uh, is just okay. I mean, he's not anything great. So I do like, I like Justin Rose all over the board uh, this weekend. I think he's super undervalued going into it. Another guy does well at Augusta, Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, he's getting actually but not a lot of love. Because he, because he won it last year, didn't he? There's yeah, never been a back-to-back did. winner at, at Augusta. I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to win. He doesn't have to win. He has ten Masters appearances. He's only missed the cut one time. He won it last year. Seven consecutive top forties. Six top twenties. With the last six of seven years finishing in the top twenty. This year he is plus one ten to finish top twenty. This might be a smack. This might be like a five-unit smack for me. So Hideki Matsuyama's matchup. Not maybe not five minutes. Maybe I'm getting a little crazy. Hideki Matsuyama's weekend matchup that I'm looking at right here over Bryson DeChambeau, who was not who was questionable to make the cut when I saw when I was looking at the odds. Matsuyama minus one thirty five over Bryson DeChambeau for for the weekend. So I like that, and I'll roll that in. Now I'm getting a little out of order because I had Bryson to miss the cut on my okay. on my one of my bets plus one fifteen. He just has been playing some of the worst golf that he has in his career. And his last three outings, he's just looked awful. I think to pair with that, it's kind of contradicting to what I've been saying. But since he's playing such bad golf, he's never missed the cut at the Masters. So I think he's due to miss the cut this year. Uh, he just he hasn't been hitting any fairways. His ever, I don't think there's been a single part of his game that I've watched over the last three weekends that's looked good. So I do like that. I like the Matsuyama over him, and I like him to miss the cut. Because because if you think DeChambeau's going to miss the cut, all Matsuyama has to do is make it to day three, and he wins. Like that. That's all he yep. has to do. I mean, yep. And if so, he, and if they both miss the cut, then you push, and so what? But I don't think. I don't think that 
Duchambeau, even if he makes the cut, is going to play well this weekend. I really don't. Um, my last guy who does well at Augusta. Um, guys, these, these past champions are getting not a lot of love, which it's fine because it's good for value because we're not betting winners. Patrick Reed, eight appearances. He's missed two cuts, one in 2018. Three of the last four years, he's finished in the top 10. Top 10. So I like him. Him to make the cut. I know it's not great value, but it's almost a lock. Minus 180 to make the cut on uh, DraftKings. And then I have him over Sergio on DraftKings, plus 115. Sergio has missed three straight cuts at the Masters. There you go. You can do Patrick Reed, weekend matchup that I'm looking at with Tiger Woods. And he's, if you bet a minus one and a half, it's minus 150. Minus 150 to beat Tiger by two strokes. Tiger's tight. I'm going to, I'm going to call it out. Everyone. Great. Everyone wants Tiger to win. I think if Tiger, I think when Tiger does well, it's great for golf. I think it is. I don't see him coming back for the first time in 18 months at Augusta. One of the toughest places to play. Granted a place he knows how to play. I just don't see him coming back. Like Travis, I mean, I mean, we're we're hack, we're amateur golfers. But we went out, you know, a couple weeks I went out a couple weekends ago for the first time in six months, and I felt stiff as a fucking board. I can't imagine swinging playing competitively for the first time in 18 months and what that's gonna do to your body. I just don't see him doing well at all. Yeah, I mean the man almost lost a leg uh a year ago, so it's not looking good. I mean, I think he I and he said that he wasn't going to play if he like wasn't mentally ready to play. But I think like all this hype and being there is a little bit more peer pressure than just like saying, Hey, I'm going to come here and not play. So I don't mind that. I like Patrick Reed uh, to make the cut at minus minus one eighty. If you're on DraftKings, I like him over Sergio at plus one fifteen. Tiger, the Tiger Woods one scares me a little bit because no one's beaten Tiger Woods. If he's playing very well, that's why I almost said, I want to just avoid everything. That's true. Tiger Woods. Now I got one. (laughs) Who does bad at Augusta? If you can find any line with this man in it, bet against him. I hate to say it, but it's Freddie Couples lately. Uh, He has 36 Masters appearances. He's missed the last three cuts. I think he's too old for how difficult of a course this is, unfortunately. And here's a fun fact for you. He's grandfathered in to to the masters because he won when when how long ago do you think he won freddie couples 1983 well he hasn't his he's only played in 36 so he can't have played that long ago oh sorry Uh, okay (laughs) 36 2022 minus 36 so you're looking at the earliest being like the early 90s um no late 36 years ago could have been in the 80s. 85. You said like 80. I am I am 30 and I was born in 1991. Um, 85. So sorry. So I'm gonna go with 1993 is the last one you won. 1993? Yeah. You would be almost correct. 1992. Before I, okay. I wasn't even born. And I was I was would, one. I was one. Exactly. So uh, I don't think that he is just going to fare. He's going to fare well here. Like there's like three golfers. Sandy Lyle is another one who has missed like 15 in the last 20 cuts uh, at the masters, but these guys play in it. And that bodes the question before I get into some more picks. Uh, there's been a lot of talk on the internet, on Twitter about these guys. Like once you get to a certain age, like giving up your spot to someone that, that has a chance of actually winning. And they're like, oh, no, so they, Augusta, won, they earned that. Augusta is such like an old school ass backwards. There's still only like three girls in the world that can golf there. Um, I mean, it's it's silly. Like, it's such a gentleman's club. And I hate to like rag on the Masters because it's an awesome event. But like, the, the, they're just Augusta itself they're, is very, very weird. They're stuck in like 1955, I feel like. Even their fucking concession prices. It's like a dollar fifty for a sandwich. I can't even go to the grocery store and buy shit to make a sandwich for dollar fifty. Great for them, but I just feel like like. But I'm just trying to further the point where they're stuck in the past, and these guys. I mean, shit. If fucking like you're gonna let John Daly waltz on. John Daly's won a Masters, right? 
Uh, yes, I believe so. So you're gonna let John Daly waltz in here tomorrow, smoke ripping cigs and diet and diet cokes, and fucking just walk onto the course and play because he can because he won it. I mean, that's yeah. silly to me. It, it's it's a little bit silly. I mean, the whole like prestigious part of Augusta is like kind of cool, but then you get into like okay, like come on now. Um, which, like I said, which is why the question of should these guys give up their spot to let someone like uh, like an up and coming guy, up and coming like guys that the Gala's one, uh, Sam Ryder, who he made a hole in one at Waste Management, and that that's not I'm not using that as like an accolade, but I'm using that as like in remembrance that of he's good because he is an up and coming golfer. He's young, uh, and he's not there. Neither of those guys are there this weekend. There's a few guys that could be there. Um, I think I have a I have an idea that could possibly make it interesting. Is like once you miss like so many cuts in a row, then you, like you're done there. Like yeah, like if you miss like five cuts in a row, it's like okay, don't come, <laughs> don't come back. Yeah, get the fuck Man. out of here. But it's like I mean, guys like this, like like Sandy Lyle, who's missed, I'm pretty sure he's missed like 10 to 15 cuts since 2000. And it's like, when he's just not competitive in any of them. So there's that. Um, my top twenties, I'm just going to roll through my picks. Justin Rose, my favorite Hideki Matsuyama plus plus one ten. Matthew Fitzpatrick, who I said is playing hot golf, top strokes gained in PGA. He's plus plus one sixty to make top 20. We got no hole in one plus one thirty. Patrick Reed to make the cut, minus 180. Bryson to miss the cut, plus 115. Uh, there's two There's two tournament-long matchups, and that's the only two tournament-long on DraftKings I could find. KH Lee over Stuart Sink and Patrick Reed over Sergio Garcia. Both of those are plus 115. So these are all plus money bets, except for the Patrick Reed one. Also, I threw, out, I threw out Zach Johnson over Stuart Sink at plus 110 tourney matchup. And there's somebody else I threw out there that you liked a lot, too. Um, is that on DraftKings though? No. Okay. Um, but to, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll pop up within the coming days, you know, so they could. Yeah. And then yeah. there's two others. There's like a spec there's DraftKings is running a special right now. It's an odds boost, which I usually don't like odds boost, but I like this one. Cam Smith, Shane Lowry, Max Homa, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Exonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Exonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. And Robert McIntyre to all make the cut is plus 200. The only one that scares me. So basically, I think you're getting a Robert McIntyre to make the cut at plus 200. That's the only one I'd be nervous about, but I'm going to bet it. And then top debutante. So guys who've never played in the Masters before. Uh, There's only a handful that I think could make a run at it. Sam Burns is the favorite, but the favorite is at plus 330 on DraftKings. So I like that a lot. So he he has to finish the top out of the first time. Out of, essentially, it's like Harry Higgs, uh, JJ Spawn, fucking I can't think of all the guys at the top of my head. But there's not a whole lot that I think that could beat him. Tom Hoagie, a few others. 
I think Sam okay. Hurd's the best golfer out of out of like the six or seven that are on there. So those All are right. my bets. There we go. There's your bets. I'm gonna ask a question. I'm listening to wireless headphones, so I'm gonna walk away and grab a beer while I ask this question. But I want you to answer this. I know you're not a fan of betting winners. I know you think it's a, a, a chump's play. It really is, especially like people like Rico Bosco betting on Colin Morikawa to win the whole damn thing and shit like that. Um, there's money to be made elsewhere. I get that. But knowing what you know, like the criteria of like winners in the past, if you had to pick like a handful of people that you're like, I think they might be able to win this year. Who are they and why? Um. Well, I just have a gut feeling. I told you I'm rolling with them in all of my DraftKings lineups, uh, Masters pools, whatever you're playing in. I like Cam Smith as the top, like odds on favorite guys. Like a lot of times you can pick like five top guys over Scotty Scheffler, John Rom, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas. I like Cam Smith. The dude's got some swagger. He's got that little like raggedy Australian long hair with that, with that blonde beard or blonde mustache. I like him. I like Cam Smith a lot. I think he's playing really good golf heading into this tournament. Um, he's played really well here. He's five, 10 second. Uh, I think it's time he wins it. So I like Cam Smith. He's my one. It's hard to not bet on Scotty Scheffler because he's been in the running in just about every single tournament this year. I mean, he's always there on Sunday competing, even if he's like four or five strokes back, me and Jarrett live bet him uh, on a Sunday morning. And he, he was three or four strokes back, won the tournament. It's hard to not bet him because that of was, that was, the that was quality electric. of golf. That was electric. Where, what, what turning was that again? Um, I, shit, I couldn't remember. There's been so many over the last few weeks that I've been watching, but that's one of them. So those two are probably my favorites uh, to win. I know it's kind of vanilla because they're like top three or four, top five guys to win. If I had to go dark horse to make a run, um, I think it would be Matthew Fitzpatrick would be one. And then a really, really deep one, Russell Henley, I think could make a big run at it. Okay. Those are my two. Those are my four. Well, there you got it. Uh, so watch out for Cam Smith. Travis has probably said his name a hundred times this podcast. Hey. Again, I, 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 I let Trav take to take the role in these. I enjoy watching the Masters. I like, you know, I was able to find some nuggets on some matchups. There's some things you can find here and there, but definitely the money's in the in, in the top twenties, the round to round day to day matchups. Couple weekend matchup, you know, no hole in one is definitely something that I will, and if I can, I I will bet it. Uh, I have a feeling that there will be one, but just the value—it's like there's so much. And yes, I know these guys are professional golfers, and there's good, they're good. There's so much luck that fucking goes into a hole in one; it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, it's insane. It's insane. So it is silly. So that is 2022 Masters. Watch out for uh, Sam Burns. Um, am I? Is that it? Just Sam Burns. <laughs> Just Sam Burns. Just Sam Burns. I use no. You ripped off so many names to me. Uh, I know. Cam, I'm so. I mean, Cam, I. So, I'm sorry. I ripped Cam off Smith, a lot. But... Cam Smith, Sam Burns, Max Homa, uh, Scotty Scheffler, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Those are my five guys who are hot heading into the Masters. I gave you guys some good ones who are play who play good. Augusta, Justin Rose, Matsuyama, Patrick Reed. There's just a lot. So I, I mean, I went into all of it. You can go back and listen to it some more if you want. I did. And it's, it's not like what I will say. Like what that. I will say is this is stuff that the type of research that Travis said for this, this is the type of research we do on a daily basis. Haven't plugged in a while. Go check out the Patreon. I'm sure Travis will have a full write up on the masters. We'll have daily matchups. Uh, yeah, we'll probably throw a few here and there on Twitter that we like a lot, but everything that we're betting on will be on Patreon um, as well as for this next event, we're going to talk about, um, because but yeah, I have, go ahead. I was going to say, I didn't pull all that shit just out of my ass. Like go and look at just the fucking leaderboard and pick guys. Like I have four pages of notes. I went and did deep dives. So if you, if you like shit like that, subscribe, if you want to bet, bet with us, there's our master's talk. Now we're going to jump into, I'll let Jared take it away. We're going to jump into UFC 273, a card that I feel can be very chalky, but I feel like there's money to be made here. Um, again, we're going to talk fast. We're going to come at you quick. 
but the write-ups can be all seen on seen and heard on Patreon. Um, UFC two seventy three, the top it's 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 a double belt fight. You got uh, Alexander Volkanovsky defending the featherweight title against uh, Korean Zombie, um, which to me might be one of the top nicknames in all UFC. I love the guy. Don't think he's had a chance to talk. They about aren't that. attractive title fights though. They're not. And then you got Peter Yan uh, versus uh, Aljamain Sterling, who technically is the champion. But he shouldn't be because he won via uh, DQ against Peter Young I, probably about a year or so ago. Uh, I think this is the this might be the first time in history where a tie or a belt contender is a minus five hundred favorite. <laughs> yeah, because he should have never lost it. And then also on the fight for the co-main, you got Cosmat uh, Chimea versus uh, Gilbert Burns for a welterweight title for not a title fight for a welterweight fight. Um, and then you got a few other fights on the card that we'll talk about. Um, there's a heavy, a big time heavyweight fight on the undercard that I'm looking forward to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to butcher his name. I'm going to call him Biggie Boy. Biggie Boy Rosenstruck versus uh, Tibera. Uh, Rosenstruck. <laughs> Jer- is the- this is just a horrible card for Jarrett pronouncing names. Horrible up and down. Marson, Mar- Tibera. That's that's how you say his name. I'm just saying, like, every, like, yeah, just all these names all around are just a fucking yeah. nightmare for you. Yeah, Biggie is Boy it Rose, Martin Rose, or Marson. It's Mike. Uh, what is I, it? I've heard it. I've heard it both ways. So I'm just gonna call him Tibera from here on out. Um, so he's so that's a heavyweight fight. But we're gonna do like like Travis said. You know, it's a heavy, heavy favorite card. I mean, Alexander Volkanovsky, the main event. He is a minus 900 betting favorite against the Korean zombie because it was supposed to be Max Holloway. Max Holloway had to back out through the yeah. injury. Really wish that wasn't the case because that would be a fucking banger of a fight. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> You're going to say something. I was like, uh, but no, like, it's just like, this isn't a fight. This isn't a deserving fight for him. Like, he's like, oh, who wants it? Who wants it? You're the guy. You you haven't gotten hurt yet, to like, I mean, he's just not deserving of a title fight right now. He, what is he, the fourth ranked contender? He is. He is. He's the fourth ranked contender. Uh, he is seventeen and six in his last five. He is three and two with wins. I'm not saying he's Eagle. bad, but he's not like a title guy. I mean, the, of his last three fights, or so three of his of his last five fights, his two losses are to Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez. So. I mean, the dude's lost to some pretty good competition. Um, but then you just look at what Volkanovski's been able to do. Beat Ortega, beat Holloway twice, beat Aldo, and beat Chad Mendez. I mean, those are cream of the crop featherweights. I mean, you don't, you don't get the, any better. He got, he got beat 50-45 all around by Brian Ortega. Korean Zombie did. Korean Zombie Korean did. Zombie did. And Volkanovski beat Brian Ortega at like 50-46, 50-45. So like, what do you think he's going to do to him? It's going to be so bad. And I and that was with Ortega almost submitting him three different times. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't, and that, call me crazy, I don't think Volkanovski finishes him. I really don't. I, like, is, is he, he's not really a finisher though. That's what I'm saying. He's not a finisher. A Korean zombie doesn't get finished. He he doesn't. The dude, they literally call him the Korean zombie because he just literally keeps walking forward and never goes down. We so, say he's not a finisher because he hasn't finished his last four fights. However, he's finished 14 of his 24 fights, <laughs> which is crazy. We'll but so I have, his last so, four we, fights against good people, and it, it's, it all goes into that uh, title-defending mentality where you don't really attack somebody. His his three title defenses, he's all or getting the title and defending it have all been And that's why I think this this fight's going to be no different because he has literally everything to lose and Korean Zombie has nothing to lose and everything to gain. Um so I think Volkan's going to play a little safe. Uh, I want to do this I want to do this like breakdown a little differently. I don't, don't want to go fight by fight. So uh, the other one, I'm just talking about the heavy favorites. Jan, like you said, Travis, he's not the current belt holder. He should be, um, but uh, he is uh, the minus 500 betting favorite. Aljamain Sterling's plus 380. I mean, let, let's not no bones about it. 
if these two hadn't fought before, you and I would probably bet on Sterling just because I don't think Sterling's a bad fighter. Well, I think well, we bet I, on I Sterling think, last time, and it was so funny how we won, and we were so happy that he won because it's like, and like, oh, he played it off. Yeah, but it was an illegal knee, and the dude fucking need him in the temple. So yeah, it deserved to be like that. But Jan was absolutely destroying the fight, and he is such more technically sound fighter after watching him fight the first time. I think Peter Jan is probably one of the most underrated fighters. I think I think actually both these two guys on 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 the two main events, Volkanovski and and Jan, are probably two of the most underrated fighters in the UFC. Just because they're smaller guys, they don't get the big draws. They're not in the lightweight division. They're not in the heavyweight division. They're not in the in, in the welterweight. Um, like I said, if, if these guys were fighting for the first time and I didn't see that first fight, I didn't see how it played out. I would be probably leaning towards Sterling for the value. I saw. Not to talk shit on people who don't who don't watch UFC all the time, but on the on the chalkboard community, I didn't. They've created a UFC thread, which we're about to take over. Um, and I saw these guys like, "Oh, I'm betting on Sterling because how can you? Why is he that? Why is he that big of a dog? Blah blah blah." He goes, "He's not the." And all this kid was doing is looking at his record, looking at uh, looking at how he's won. Probably looked at he beat Jan last time. Um, you gotta look past that stuff. Uh, Jan is just just look at the fight that they had last time. I mean, Jan has a four inch reach disadvantage, and he was just beating the shit out of him left and right. Like none of Sterling's shots were were getting through sound. Like he was having just a tough time putting together anything, and Jan was literally putting together everything. Uh, Yeah, I just there's zero percent chance that I I won't say zero, but I think there is. I think there is a 1% chance that even combined Sterling or Korean Zombie win their fight. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree. Jan is – so here, here, here's my thing. Sterling, after he won the belt via DQ, he took it off in the ring, walked away. At the time, said he, he didn't deserve to be the champion. He didn't want to, want, want to win the but belt But now he's way. gloating all about it. And then, he, and then he fucking flipped. He did a complete 180, like not even probably a couple weeks later – about oh, if you didn't want to lose the belt, don't illegal, don't illegally knee me. Okay, fine. But now I, I think Jan's coming on a mission. I do think Sterling gets finished. I, I think that happens. I think Jan's gonna come in pissed off. He's gonna win that belt back with conviction, and he's gonna either knock him out or submit him. Probably not right. submit him because because Sterling's a good a good roller on the ground. Um, yeah, no, I think you he got, knocks him out though. Um, yeah. But the third fight, I mean, I know we said we weren't going in order. We're going by heavy favorites that are really like not like you can't. You're not going to bet a side yeah. more than just putting. I want. I want to talk about this one, and then I want to talk about some parlay opportunities here. But yeah, you got Hamzat Chemaev versus Gilbert Burns, um, and I think a couple of years ago this would be a dangerous fight for Hamzat. Now yeah. I don't think it is at all. Uh, and again, it goes back to the thing of looking at looking at the fighters who they fought. But then you got Hamza, the guy who's ten and zero, who's probably the biggest name in UFC uh, up and coming since Conor McGregor. I mean, honestly, uh, the dude's taken, I believe, three or four significant strikes in his four fights. Yeah, he's only been to the second round in his career twice. So I mean, he's he's an animal all over. Like he, if I know Gilbert Burns is from Brazil, he's probably good at jujitsu. If Gilbert, I don't care if Hamzat gets him to the ground, this fight is over. Like, I mean, I don't. I think it's obviously over before that. But if he gets him to the ground, it's over even quicker. Yeah. So the thing thing with this one is is Gilbert Burns is probably is by not probably by far and away Hamzat's toughest test. Oh, obviously. I, I and we said this about Tai Tuivasa. We thought Tai Tuivasa jumped up too quick. To fight Derek Lewis, and he I didn't because I bet tied to Ivasa. You didn't. Yeah, he. I, I thought he made the jump too quick. I maybe every people think Hamzad is. I mean Burns. Everyone's going to look at that loss to Usman. I mean he didn't look bad. It's at, outside that loss to Usman. He still won the four of his last five. He's actually been training with Kamar Usman in this. Um, you know, but camp, look outside so. of that. He has fought nobody that is like really elite right now he's fighting all neither, he's fought all these washed is, up guys neither is hamzat i mean he's fought no okay guys. but he hamzat is finishing fights like very very fast and taking zero punches gilbert burns is struggling with 
uh, Stephen Thompson, Tyron Woodley, Gunnar Nelson, guys like that that, that are just old and at the I, end of their Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. I watched that that Burns-Woodley fight. He didn't struggle with Woodley. He dominated him for five rounds. But regardless, we talked about those three. We can talk more about it. But I have like a parlay opportunity and potential like hedge bets if this parlay doesn't hit to kind of like save your ass. Bear with me. It's kind of like Travis's freaking master's talk. I like in a parlay. It's a five-leg parlay at plus 240. So I know you think five legs should be higher than that. Yeah. Alexander Volkanovsky, Peter Yan, Hamzat Chemeyev, Ian Gary, and Biggie Boy Rosenstruck. At plus 240. I don't know I don't if think... I would put Rosenstruck in there. You take Rosenstruck out, it's like plus fucking 170. I don't care. I think Rosen... I think him by himself, betting that by itself is dangerous enough. Okay. Because I have okay, him here by you himself. Go. Would you shut up? Would you shut up? And let, let, let me talk. So that's the parlay. It's, it's plus 240, five legs. I think you can hedge with a couple other dog money line bets. To cover your ass, because if I'm looking at these five, at these five in this parlay, we already know Volkanovski and Peter Yarn are losing. I don't. Ian Gary, look at that matchup. He's not. He's not losing either. That that kid's a stud. If there's uh, one, I know you, pretty good. If there's one, I I think you could put some sprinkle on Burns money line. I I know it's a long shot, plus three thirty five, but we've seen these guys that rose too fast and fall before. Hamzat falls in that category. But Tybura money line, he's plus 130. So you bet on Tybura money line to save your ass against the biggie boy. If that's the one, or even you say, say, hey, you think all four of those guys are going to win, but you're questionable on that on that biggie boy one, bet on Tybura money line, that saves your ass. And then you still win some money if that parlay loses. But I think then, there's ways but to But then head, you're barely your winning best. any. It's just, I, I don't know. I'm not. I get what I get your your viewpoint. I just am not the biggest fan of like hedging parlays, especially that early. Like your first, because the only ones that I would honestly hedge would be the Ian Gary and the Rosenstrike fight, and I wouldn't hedge it hedge a parlay that early. It would only be later than that. So if you're gonna write it, then write it. I I think Hamza Jan Volkanovski are locks. I would not bet the other way at all. Um. Gary and Rosenstrike, I could see one of them losing. I can see Gary just like that big old frame, just somehow getting caught and rocked. Uh, and then same, and then Rosenstrike, we can talk about that fight because that's a close fight a little bit later. I don't see Gary. I disagree with you. I think Gary is a lock against. Weeks. I'm not saying weeks he's going to lose. Only Obviously, I put him in a. And then parlay, but I'm saying weeks is, I can see him losing more than the others. Weeks' loss is only a USC fight. I mean, he just, I mean, so against some guy I came, I've never heard of Barbarina. Barbarina. I don't fuck Barbarina is the guy that just fought Matt Brown. 
whoopty fucking do. <laughs> uh, Matt Bratton, Okay, then you look on the too. other side, Ian Gary, he's fought nobody. He's won his only one UFC fight, so. I mean, both of them, it's a lot. It's a big heavy he favorite he for a guy he who has yet to prove himself. Yeah, I mean, You're he won and then he lost. Man. That's my only thing. I've seen, I've, I've seen Ian Gary. I've seen Ian Gary fight, so that's all I needed to say. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's what I was getting at. We can talk about – but because, like, outside of these heavy favorites, I don't see any, like, these these heavy favorite parlays. There's no, like, straight-up bets – but I absolutely love. I have a few dogs that I'll take and a few over unders. Um, I have like, but four, yeah, kind of... four straight up bets by themselves that I'm that I like. A lot of them are on the early prelims and prelims. Yeah, is one of them is one of them Mickey Gall? No, I'm not betting Mickey Gall. He's seven and four, dude's trash. Uh, my first one is the very first fight of the night. Is uh, Julio Julio R. However, I'm pretty sure it's Julio. Uh, versus Daniel Santos, uh, I am I'm I'm riding the dog early in his first fight. Uh, he's plus one sixty five. Daniel Santos ten and one. He's he has all his finishes on the feet and on the ground. He can do it both. His first UFC fight, so I think there's not a lot of tape on him. Uh, that's why he's the underdog. Meanwhile, Arce seventeen and five. He's lost uh, three of his last five, and he I, I've seen him in a few fights. Doesn't seem to impress me. So I'm fine rolling, trying to get a bankroll built early in these fights and rolling with an underdog the very first fight of the night. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't look that early on on uh, on the card. The first one, I mean, I just, I just have a few. Like I said, there's not a handful. I got a couple parlays, a couple hedge bets, a couple totals. Um, I do like on the the earlier. I think it's on the the main prelims. Or actually, it's part, part, it's part of the main card for whatever reason. Uh, Mark Madsen over uh, Vince Pichel. Uh I just I don't know. I kind of kind of gravitate towards that because, like I said, it's a very on that main card is very like heavy favorite. Uh, kind of like you said, you know, and I, I, you know, there's never very rarely a card where it's like straight favorites win all five fights on on the main on the main event. So yeah, I. I... I looked at that and like first one I looked at, I liked Marco Madsen because we had bet him in, uh, I don't know if it was the last fight or the fight before we had bet him and he kind of scared me because he started out super duper slow and then controlled the second and third round. And then we have Vince Pichel. Uh, both these guys got their start like way late in their career, which I don't like because I don't know how they're going to be, uh, then I looked at him and I'm like, man, he's pretty solid too. He has a submission loss to Gregor Gillespie in his last five. And I'm like, Marco Metzen, trying to keep that undefeated record. Old man strength. I mean, they're both old men, but he's 37. Uh, I don't know. Got it. He can knock you out. He can submit you. I don't mind it being the underdog. So I also like I also like Torres over Dern on the main card as well. Torres over Dern. Oh. I was looking way farther down. Uh, I have not looked at this fight at all. Why do you like it? Uh, why do I like it? Uh, Dern's coming off a loss. I just feel like she started getting coached by Ben Askren, which I know he's a Mizzou alum, but let's go. Let's be Did honest. she really? Yeah, she started. <laughs> uh, and Torres, her last two fights, I mean, her last fight's the most impressive, in my opinion. She's coming off a win against Angela Hill. Uh, Angela Hill's a fucking OG. She is like. Uh, Women's MMA, I mean, she's just been around for forever. Um, yes, Dern. She had a doctor really, stopped really, before that. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> if Dern gets us to the ground, our bet's fucking screwed right away. Because Torres is, like you said, doctor stoppage. She can she can just murder, bang on her opponents. But Dern has been known to stand up and do a little bit too much of that, which is why she lost to Marina Rodriguez in her last fight. Uh, uh, Torres at the plus money here again. If I'm thinking these last three fights are going to be straight favorites winning, which we all we we do think, I'm going to take these two dogs on the on, on the early part part of the of the main card. Um, so those are like two that I liked, and I threw Mickey Gall on there, but just because Mickey Gall's a guy that we've bet before, that's the only straight up fights outside and Tybera, but that's about it. Do you have Tybera straight up as a hedge bet? If I want to, if I want to, I have Mickey Boy in that parlay. 
I have four straight up bets uh, on the early prelims and prelims. I have the first one, then I have the second one, which is Pierre Rodriguez versus Kay Hansen. Uh, it's the women's fight, obviously. Uh, Pierre Rodriguez, 7-0. and oh. She has not lost. Kay Hansen, 7-5. and five. Like, anytime I see a 7-5, and five, it's gross. Immediately turns me off. She's lost her last two. Rodriguez, 7-0, and oh, 5 KOs. Very impressive, I might say. Um, and she got her UFC call-up from Dana White's Contender Series. So you know she's a prospect, not a prospect, but an up-and-coming girl. Minus 120. I think that's good value. Absolutely. Yeah. Any, and then any we got about Alexio Olenek. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he's he's actually a favorite though, isn't he? Like a slight like a minus one ten, both of them. Okay. That even. But I mean, this Van Der guy, he's one and three in the UFC. <laughs> Not great at all. Three oh. and two in the submission game, which that makes me love Olenek even more. This is seventy seventh okay. fight. Yeah, Olenek, the boa constrictor baby. I mean, this dude's been around for forever. I think he fifty something wins. It's something stupid. Fifty nine, fifty nine wins. So he'd be going for 16, sixteen and one. Sixtieth mixed martial arts win, which would be wild. Um, yeah, I, I, I had Alexi on strike. My... You had Rosen strike. Yeah, he was like. He, that's why I didn't have him in that parlay that you had because I just like him straight up. The only reason being that it scared me a little bit is because uh, Tybura is not a wrestler, but he's good on the ground. And I think that's where he has the advantage in this fight. If he gets it to the ground, I think it's obviously over. Because we saw what happened against Rosenstrike and Blades. So my over-unders I think you'll like. I got three of them. I got Burns, Kamzat, under one and a half. It's even money. Because Hamzat, if he's winning that fight, like I think he is, he's he's, he's, he's finishing up. I would hope so. Hopefully. The one and a half scares me. He's only been in the second round twice in in his 10 fights. Um, so you almost have to bet that, especially when you give it to him, when you give him it to us and even money, I like, uh, Rosenstrike and Tibera under two and a half as well. If you think Biggie boy is going to win that, how's it, how's he going to win it? You know, fucking he's uh, gonna, by KO. He's going to finish him. <laughs> Cause he has 11 KOs. Yeah. On, under two and a half. It's minus minus one forty-five. a little bit more we're on the rich side, but I think That's it's, fine. I, I, I like it. Uh, and then this is almost like kind of a hedge bet, but not really. I like the Torres Dern over two and a half. Gizzy Dern's known to take her fights the distance. I think Torres can still win this and go the distance and just beat the living piss out of out of Dern for three rounds. Uh, so the over two and a half in the Torres Dern fight is minus one eighty five. All right, if they can keep that, if if Torres can stay out of trouble on the ground because Mackenzie Dern on the ground is just dumb. Uh, if Torres can like just not get submitted. It's obviously going to, it will easily go the distance. Yeah. So hopefully we can just have that. I mean, if obviously, I think if it goes the distance, then both will happen. She'll win and it'll go over. Yeah. I think so too. If it goes on the ground, I think she's getting submitted, unfortunately. Yeah. And then, and then kind of, kind of the same thing on the, uh, I guess it could almost count the Burns Hazmat, you know, uh, you know, under as a, as a little bit of a hedge bet, but, I just I love those unders for for Rosenstrike and and, and Shemaev. Uh, I think they have the if they're going to win like we think they're going to win, they're going to win quickly and they're going to and it's going to be early on and often. So often they're going to win multiple times in the fight. You heard it there <laughs> from Jared. You know what I meant. Uh, That's how they win. They 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 win early and often. Right. Yeah. I know. I was being yeah. a dick. Um. Yeah. Two big events this weekend, Masters, UFC. I love UFC cards. We bet every single one of them, um, and they're always fun to watch. So you got, you'll have uh, weekend golf, Saturday golf on the Masters, round three that day, and then you get UFC in the night. Absolutely. Well, Travis and, and I will, will be, be hammered. A, we'll be golfing a tournament that day. So Wish starting at luck. 10 a.m. <laughs> it's a Ryder Cup style tournament, and – not gonna win. Not gonna win. But no, not gonna win. We're there for the booze. Uh, it'll be a long day of drinking, and it'll be fun, and it'll be fine. And we're gonna come home. We're gonna watch all of our UFC bets hit. Absolutely. But guys, this is probably 
we're getting to that point in time. I know we said a couple weeks ago, but I think we're finally here. I think Travis agrees. We're going to go to the more bi-weekly schedule. There's just not enough stuff because like, we release episodes on Wednesdays. You guys all know that. Um, where we're just not – there's not enough stuff to talk about to keep up with a weekly schedule. So we're probably going to go to bi-weekly now, I believe. So not barring my wife going into labor, I will be around for the next episode, which will be – the, it'll come out on the 20th, but then after that, I might be out of pocket. So it's probably just going to be Travis and Ethan, maybe another guest flying solo for our draft draft episode. Uh, but we'll be back in a couple weeks. And then actually you probably will do back to back because you'll do we'll be back a couple weeks and then next week will be the draft episode. So there's no, well, we're going to warn you now, no episode next week. We'll have an episode the on the 20th. And then we have draft episode coming to you probably a little bit earlier. It'll be probably out on like the 25th. Yeah. Probably, uh, probably get it to you because it's draft the 28th. Draft is the 20th, 29th. Yes. Okay. So yeah, we will come to you within a five day span. So that kind of makes up for the, uh, for the no, no, episode, no next episode next week, which granted there's not really going to be a whole lot to talk about. So uh, yeah, we're getting into that season. Baseball coming up. Hey, we do have NBA playoffs. NBA that's finals. probably that's probably what we're going to be talking about on our next episode because that's going to be playoff time. Yeah, and then it'll be it'll be nearing NHL playoffs. It'll be very close, but not quite. Cause... Which I got talking about with with my wife. I was like, "Why is the NHL finishing two weeks after the NBA?" It's because usually you like why, super... you want you don't know why COVID? they're supposed to go to the Olympics this year. Ah. Uh... And they didn't end up going because of COVID. So they, they still took the two-week break. So, yeah. Makes sense. Well, yeah. that sucks. But either way, next episode will be NBA playoffs and, you know, some other bullshit that we can ramble about, play some games and whatnot. But until then, we'll catch you on the flip side. Go get go to our Patreon. You'll get full Masters weekend bets. Uh, full get, U- full uh, UFC card breakdown. Full uh, breakdown of our UFC and – I mean, what I mean, we've been putting out some NBA props, which tonight aren't doing half bad. Uh, and then, yeah, that's about it. Gamble with us. All right. Peace, guys. Take it easy. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 